2: listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott.
1: Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show, Hour 2. Great to be with you today as we are each and every day. From 3 to 5, we talk about issues of the day from a Christian perspective always good to be with you the number is 888-528-2557 if you want to join the conversation 888-528-2557 do you ever eat at street vendors the street vendors that are uh, all over now in southern california became legal in california in 2018 for street vendors and by street vendors what i mean is you know people who set up a pop-up tent or they've got a grill and they're out on the curb right or they are on a walkway somewhere they're not a restaurant you don't go in and you sit down it's it's usually A family, you know, a couple of people and they're selling burritos or hot dogs or tamales or something. Uh, Do you eat there? And is it fair? Because one of the issues that's happening now is that cities and counties in San Diego or in uh, California are trying to figure out how to regulate the street vendors naturally. You know, how do you, you know, what kind of permits should you have? And the word permit's a good one. It's the government permitting you to do something uh, that you probably should be able to do anyway. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven is the number. I came out of, uh, I was in one of our uh, our fabulous Southern California arenas, one of the places that will make the Olympics a good thing in 2028 as they come here. And I don't know if I should mention the name of the arena, but, you know, while I'm there, I, for some reason, wanted to buy a Honda Accord. Anyway, I come out of this place, and uh, there were there was this hot dog vendor, a little grill, right on the sidewalk, and the hot dogs smelled amazing, amazing. And I mean, it was you could get them wrapped in bacon, or you could just have them just grilled there. And in the middle of all of it, the entire grill was covered with green peppers and onions. And uh, I mean, that grill probably hadn't been washed in in several weeks and it's, or maybe never. And I'm sure it was, fan- it smelled so good. And the only reason, the only reason I didn't buy it, and I think it was like eight bucks, which is still a lot for a hot dog from a street vendor, frankly. Uh, the reason I didn't is because I had just spent about $45 inside on a lousy popcorn M&Ms and a, and one water bottle to share with my whole family. And I'm like, I don't want to spend more money, but I wish I would have known they were out there first. I would have waited, uh, to do that and uh when i come in in the morning sometimes if i'm coming in early if i'm coming into town early then uh in the commute i'll take some side streets and if i'm going through the valley or if i'm going through uh laurel canyon or sepulveda or some of these streets there are so many street vendors and they've got uh, some places have breakfast burritos some people have uh, tamales long lines of people at uh, a lot of these places not every one of them some of them i wonder there's no one there and then which I think is probably a, a pretty good way to judge what's good, right? Is, is one of one has got uh, 17 people in line and the other two have nobody in line. I think I'll go to the one where everybody's in line. They must know something I don't. And, uh, it is exciting. And I, I think it smells really good. I'm looking for the best burrito in LA and I have struggled to find that. And, and in San Diego where I lived for 25 years, there's a lot of best burritos I got to say. And, uh, what do you think about? Do you, do you eat at street vendors? Is this something that you do? And are you aware? Yeah, buddy. Yeah. And are you aware of the controversies that are happening as we try to regulate in uh, LA County and, uh, Uh, all the counties and all the cities, there have been attempts to regulate these vendors.
3: New rules for sidewalk food vendors in Long Beach will take effect next month. The city council has officially passed an ordinance. The controversial plan will require sidewalk vending permits and business licenses for all vendors. It also includes requirements for refrigeration and waste disposal. The new ordinance will go into effect February 23rd.
1: All right. So these ordinances are coming into play all over the state for street vendors. Now, what is the street vendor to do with uh, currently with their leftover water and their waste? What do they do with it? Well, it probably goes, <laughs> it goes behind the bushes uh, or maybe uh, down the uh, sewer pipe, you know, and uh, what uh, what do we do with all of that? So you can see why, like, you know, and do you trust it uh, if you go? So, you know, the health agencies, uh, departments, they go to, uh, Lots of different uh, restaurants and you get that little letter right inside of the store. The A, you ever see a B or a C? I've never actually seen it. Apparently they hand those out, even an F, but I suppose if you're the restaurant owner and you get a, you know, you get a C minus or whatever, you hang that in the, uh, in the restroom for employees in the back, right? That nobody gets to see that. I used to go to this place, this burrito place that was in a house. I'm not sure it was zoned to be a business at all. And you'd go in there and it's never been cleaned. And the grill had flies like flying right above it. You could see them. And I'll tell you what, still to this day, maybe the best carne asada burritos ever sold. And they had an A in the window of that place. And there's no way they earned that. They are for sure they stole that from somewhere. <laughs> no way they earned that. Should there, you know, what kind of regulation should there be? 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. And there's a lot of controversy here because restaurants are loaded with regulations. Um, if you sell the same food in a restaurant environment, you got minimum wage. You've got all kinds of health things you got to deal with, so many things. But street vendors don't have any of that until, uh, until now, maybe. What do you think? 888-528-2557. Uh, is it Livia and Garden Grove?
3: Yes. Hi, Pastor Scott. How are you today? Hi,
1: I'm good. Thanks for calling. What do you think about good. this?
3: Um, You know, I, I've never eaten at a street vendor because I don't trust it. And I don't trust it because I'm a hairdresser.
1: Oh, okay. So what uh, is it the hairstyles of people have, working there?
3: No, <laughs> um, about licensing and permitting.
1: Oh, okay. Because you and need that team. as a hairstylist.
3: You bet. Yeah. I'm under the guise of the State of California Consumer Affairs, and the biggest thing that they will always get us on if they come into a salon to make sure that we're up to code is sanitation. Right. So it's very, very important, especially, as you were saying, handling food. Doing anything that has an exchange of anything with one human being with another. So as far as licensing is concerned, they absolutely should be required to have a license and a business license. Should they be? I also have to have a business license.
1: Should they be? I don't know how many people realize that your your hairstylist has to go through that, and it's a little rough, actually, uh, from what I understand.
3: Oh, uh, it's yeah, it is. Exactly. Getting
1: that from the state. That little license you got yeah, on the is. the mirror, you know, that your barber has or whatever, that's uh, uh no yeah. joke that thing. Um, do you think they should have the same regulations though as a full-blown restaurant?
3: Absolutely. So,
1: so they Absolutely. should pay they should pay minimum wage, they should have uh, the same fees and licensing yeah. fees as so a family. So this is what I'm getting at. A family who or one yeah. person who just wants to sell hot dogs or tamales or something on the side of the street. That's, they are a restaurant at that point.
3: Um, I, I don't know what the qualifications under the guise of the state would be, what a restaurant implies to be. But I think um, as far as licensing and permitting, I don't know so much about the taxes and minimum wage and those types of things. Um, but I definitely feel that they should have some type of regulation and some type of coding that makes sure that they're living up to the standards of exchanging foods and uh, human services, exchange All right. of um, sanitation. Yeah, like so, you were saying about the grill, you right. know?
1: It was a good burrito, though. Uh, the best burrito in town. You know, it's kind of worth the E. coli at some point. I'm just kidding. I, well, part. and
3: I understand <laughs> that. I, I, I get all that. And it's not really about, you know, wanting to regulate anybody. I just think that at this point in time, with everything that we've gone through in the last four years since COVID, as a hairdresser, I had a great heavy hammer brought down in my occupation. You sure did. And I it, it, and, I, and it's not that I want a heavy hammer put down in any way. By the grace of God, I, I support anybody that's trying to feed their family and, and do what we do, uh, making a living anywhere. But I do believe that there should be some kind of regulation on how they go about doing a business and permitting it.
1: Okay, I appreciate that call. Thank you very much, uh, Livia. Yeah, and, thank uh, you. Did you. Have op- a
3: blessed day. Did
1: you operate under the COVID anyway, like one of those speakeasy salons?
3: Um, actually, uh, I, not a speakeasy, but
1: (laughs) pretty, pretty close, huh?
3: But we, but we did what we needed to do, but I still followed the guidelines for even myself with my clients and what I needed to do. Absolutely.
1: All right, Livia, thank you for calling the pastor. Scott, you remember that during, we should not forget that, but hairdressers and barbers got shut down and there were, what were they called? They were speakeasy salons and the, there were, uh, Back, you know, I forget there was a barber term for it, uh, you know, uh, and there was a guy I know who, like on the street, his store was all closed, and he had this metal gate that came down in front of it, closed. But if you knew the secret knock, you could still get a haircut in the back. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Street vendors are beginning to be regulated here in the Southland, and uh, the difference is for street vendors versus restaurants and things like that, is that they're in a different case. And I'm wondering what you think about this. Uh, is Should there be a different standard for somebody who wants to sell uh, food or other items on the street? This is uh, – what's happening in Long Beach right now.
4: Yeah, the new rules are actually going to put people out of business. Jeffrey Kinata sells blankets near Hunapero Beach for about $15 a pop. He says the new costs are too high for vendors, pulling in just a few hundred dollars a week.
5: I think a lot of vendors are going to stop selling if they
4: can't afford it. He's been pretty vocal at getting street vending fairly implemented, but he says the new one-time fees the city voted on Tuesday night are just too expensive. It includes costs for business license, check fees, insurance and health permits that could peak. Just under $2,000, depending on what you're selling. The city will use COVID relief money to help with some of those costs.
1: Now, there's a lot in there. The city's going to use COVID relief money? That's weird. But, uh, you know, what is being done and being done in Long Beach and uh, now in L.A. County this is happening is that the county and uh, the cities will be imposing the fees, but they will also be paying for them. Okay, so that it won't put everybody out of business, at least not right away. Uh, There are some things that you're still going to have to pay for, but there's a lot of issues like are the are street vendors and it's not just food. It can be this guy. This guy sells blankets, right? Uh, There are people who sell all kinds of things out on the streets and do that kind of stuff. Should this be allowed? Is this competing? So what's happening is the restaurants are pushing this because they say it's taking away our business. And as a restaurant, I've got to pay. Minimum wage, which is going to go up if you're fast food or classified that way, 20 bucks an hour. And I suppose that means if you're not fast food, you still got to raise everybody up to that level or more. You know, if they're serving your place, not including, you know, tips or however you do that. You've got all kinds of fees, regulations. You've got health department visits that are brutal, by the way. And incidentally, it's probably not worth looking up your favorite restaurant with the health code violation because there's a website somewhere that the city or county has where they tell you what they find. You don't want to know. You do not want to know. It's, it's just just enjoy your restaurant and enjoy going there. If you like the food and it makes you feel okay, you know, don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> just just keep going. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Tony and San Dimas, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Tony.
6: Hey, how you doing? Good afternoon, Pastor Scott.
1: How are you? I'm good. How are you?
6: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on your show again. I just had a uh, quick story um, in regards to a street vendor in the city of Pomona um, that I had about three years ago, which was the last time I'll ever have uh, food from a street vendor. Um, I actually had a couple of uh, these things called pupusas, which is kind of like taco.
1: Yeah, they're like, they're El, like El Salvadorian uh
6: Yeah, buddy.
1: They're really good when they're made, right? Sounds like yours weren't, but, uh, you know, you can put uh, corn or meat inside the little corn uh, uh, surrounding to them. They're real good.
6: Correct. Um, So, anyway, so I I was really hungry. I said, okay, I'll just try it. I was kind of in a rush, so that's why I stopped there. And um, the next day I had, like, a a really bad stomach infection, um, which I didn't – I just kind of treated and it went away, but then it came back a few months later. Um, it ended up, uh, being that, um, I had a bacterial growth in my small intestine, ended up, um, sending me to the hospital for 12 days, 12 nights, um, had life-threatening surgery, and I was blessed that, um, surgery went well. And actually, uh, I had a colostomy for like four months, so, um, I definitely, uh, state that, you know, it should be regulations to it. Like
1: you had to wear a colostomy well, bag?
6: I did, sir, for four months. Um, Thanks be to God, I was able to get that reversed. And uh, it's been three years now. Totally changed my life. Actually, from that incident, it changed my whole life around. I became a born-again Christian. So in a way, I do thank God for the incident that happened, but I definitely do not recommend street food. It takes away from the restaurants in the nearby areas that have to pay for expensive leases and so on and so forth.
1: Yeah, so many different things. So uh, I'm really glad that you are feeling better. How did you end up coming to the Lord through all of this? Was it uh, somebody must have shared the gospel with you, or maybe you knew about it and you said, you know what, I'm thinking about this more seriously now that I'm close.
6: So I did because I feared uh, for my life there uh, more than ever. I've I've always uh, had faith, but just um, from that experience, I was, you know, I was really scared. And um, I asked for God to share uh share a sign with me I, I kind of shared this a um, few months with your station as well um, just on a different subject and I had a, I had a, a changing experience uh, in the bathroom I was crying tearing up asked for the Lord to show me a sign that he was with me and I actually through the mirror I kind of I, I felt my heart that i seen Jesus and that like went back to my bed and I had a friend send me a text message um, finding out you know telling me that he had heard my situation. And he asked if I was doing any Bible studying, um, and he recommended um, three pastors, and one of those is uh, Pastor Raul Reese. Um, I viewed his testimony on YouTube, and it just—it was night and day after that. I didn't fear anything. Um, I just felt the Lord's presence, and from there on, it just changed my life.
1: Well, that's an amazing story. I'm so glad that uh, you're following Jesus now, and I'm sorry that it took a, uh, a bad papusa to get you there. Um, but, uh, you know, do you eat pupusas now, or is that a food that's just off the list Uh, altogether?
6: No, that's off, off the list for for sure. For good. Yeah. That's too bad. I thought it was like one of the taco stands. So that's what I thought I was going to eat. Yeah. But it ended up being that because I was hungry. I just went ahead and went with it. But yeah, just, uh, because of the experience, uh, I scratched that one off my list.
1: Yeah. I bet you do. All right, Tony, thank you for calling and sharing that, uh, that story. Wow. That's a, uh, that's pretty, uh, uh, rough. I mean, uh, you know. The uh, we're talking about, if you're just joining us, this is the Pastor Scott Show. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. We're talking about uh, street vendors, and do you ever eat at street vendors, and how should they be regulated? What's fair? And when you kind of get into all of this, you have different parties, right? You've got restaurants who are saying, this isn't fair that somebody in this heavy California regulatory environment is able to sell right outside my restaurant or right down the street, right on the curb. And uh, in this case, they... They don't have to you know, deal with the health department. They don't have to pay licensing fees. There's a whole bunch of things that they don't have to do, and yet they're doing pretty well. And maybe there's some sketchy business going on, right? If they're all cash, maybe they're not paying taxes. Maybe if they have workers with them, who usually are family, by the way, which gets you to the other side of this, is uh, how are they getting paid? Are they skirting the minimum wage laws? The the $20 an hour that's coming is extremely burdensome on uh, restaurants and and Restaurants are closing everywhere because of it, Um, and the ones who aren't, you're going to make everything electronic. It's pretty rough. Now, on the other side is a lot of these – the street vendors that you go to, this is their entire livelihood. This is their entire life. This is – it's not a side job. It's not a side hustle. It is how they make a living. Uh, and then for others, it is a side hustle because they have a job that they're doing something full time or maybe the husband has a job and uh, this is the wife's side uh, hustle, if you call it that. Um, and it's how they make ends meet. And now all of a sudden they're going to be paying thousands of dollars in fees and having to be regulated and for a lot they'll just go out of business. Where is the line to be drawn versus people who are looking for a way to make a little extra money? Right to do something that they enjoy and do something that's a little extra money before they become a full-flown business and have to be regulated like everybody else. What's fair to the restaurant owners? What is fair to uh, anybody else? There's obviously issues of health, like we have seen here. Uh, what do you think? Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Don in Panorama City. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show.
7: Hello, Pastor Scott. How are you? I'm good, Don. Good. You're bringing up some great points because some of these people, like these poor people that are standing in the heat on the sides of the road selling flowers, uh, I don't know. I don't think they should be regulated at all. But the food things, especially if you're selling, I've seen people selling coffee in front of Starbucks. I've seen them selling all kinds of um, tamales and things in front of Mexican restaurants. And I also have seen some pretty bad um, health regulation um, infractions, too. I was standing in a line once on a place on um, uh, Venice Boulevard some years back, and as I was watching them, some guy slid the barrel of, you know, white bucket of raw meat across his dirty van floor with his left hand, picked it up with his right hand, then opened it and used those bare hands without gloves sh- 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 onto the grill. Uh-huh. <laughs> All the chicken. I'm like, ah. and right above them. Were pigeons on the the power lines, the telephone lines, and um, you know, and pigeons are known to it be
1: makes you makes you wonder. There. You can get sick, you know, certainly from yeah. from that. But I wonder how much of that and happens the uh, the behind the counter in some of the the restaurants. You well, know at least what I mean? Wouldn't
7: have the pigeons and and uh, yeah, they they would have their. Some
1: of, the, the, some of them have the. There's a type of pigeon that doesn't have wings; it just has a long tail. Those are in some of these restaurants. <laughs>
7: oh, oh, I see. You're you're correct. Yeah. Anyway, I told a friend of mine. She goes, "Oh, let's go out to this place to get tacos." I said, "Oh, no! I was over there last week and I saw these things happening." She laughed. Yeah. And she went over there with another friend. They were very sick the next day.
1: Ooh. Yeah. All right, Don, I got to gotta, I gotta go to a break. I appreciate your call. Hey, do you eat at street vendors and you like it? You're not getting sick. There must be a lot of people because there's a lot of vendors. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557, 2557
2: drive back. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome
1: back, everybody. Pastor Scott's show. We're talking about street vendors and the regulations that are coming upon them. And, uh, whether these are good or bad, and what are our thoughts about this in the competition with restaurants and other businesses with, uh, street vendors? Street vendors, uh, around the Southland are now getting hit with different kinds of regulations. Although in, in Los Angeles and some other places, the county or the cities are going to pay whatever the fees are, at least to get going. But for, you know, a small street vendor who is not making a lot of money, uh, presumably,
4: Uh, It's a lot of money. Vendors will still be on the hook, though, for an annual insurance cost that could run hundreds of dollars.
8: For you, $300 may not seem a lot, but for someone that makes $20,000 a year, it's a ridiculous amount of money.
4: If a vendor gets a license and a permit, there'll be new rules on exactly where they could operate. There are buffer zones around being too close to light poles, intersections, driveways, schools, and businesses that currently have lease agreements with the city.
1: All right, so there's a whole lot of different regulations that are that are coming, but the the issue here is for a lot of the people who are running these uh, the street vendors. This is their livelihood, right? This is everything, and it's people who are selling stuff at the beach. It's people who are selling uh, food on the street corner. There's all kinds of different businesses there, and I'm wondering what do you think of it. Where is the line? Because the kid who lives next door to me likes to set up a uh, lemonade stand. Technically, that's illegal, right? But we all buy the lemonade, right? Okay, I'll have lemon. Of course, I don't know if she's cleaned those cups or if she's cleaned the, you know, where the water is coming from. If, you know, if it's water at all, I have no idea. Um, you know, I think we want that to happen, even though some meanies uh, will call the police on the kids sometimes. Um And then you have people who are just trying to make a living either as their job or usually as often as a side job because it costs a million dollars to live here in Southern California. And if you start tacking on the regulations, a lot of them are not going to be able to have that work. And so where do you draw the line? So on the other side of it is you have restaurants who are saying all these heavy regulations are making it hard for me to stay in business. And then there are people with no regulations selling food right outside my door or right down the street on the curb, and it smells really good and uh, it probably is really good. Uh, where do you draw that line and how do you deal with the, the needs of people to make a living and to work hard versus uh, whatever needs that we have to uh, to regulate health or just uh, regulate you know a lot of regulations and stuff are uh, overburdensome, even on all of our businesses. So where do you, what do you think? 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Colleen in Orange County, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show.
3: Scott. Hi. My problem with it is I love street vendor food,
8: but our in where I'm at in Rancho Santa Margarita, our sports teams have not been allowed to sell food, uh, cooked food, at their snack shacks. Because of lack of running water and sanitation and those issues, yet you can go to the street vendor. So the street vendor doesn't have those regulations, and so our sports teams are suffering, and our kids are. It's expensive to have kids in sports, and it's hard on the parents.
1: So at are uh, at the sports uh, in Rancho Santa Margarita in the the snack shack, so the snack bar that you've got, you don't have running water and stuff. So then they won't let you sell what hot dogs we or. Can't
8: dogs we can't do anything that's fresh it really? has to be prepackaged
1: yes but if somebody were to set up a tent on the curb next to the parking lot they can uh, sell whatever they want
8: less than a half a mile away we have a lovely taco stand not gonna say the tacos aren't fantastic mhm but they can sell them and we can't
1: see and that's some of the th- the problem i think with regulation where i think a lot of the problem there's a lot of things that i think people are going to have opinions about here but you in a little league or sports whatever facility can't do exactly the same thing as somebody right down the street. You know, I think you should be allowed, basically. You know,
8: correct, and that's and that's the deal. I think that the restaurants shouldn't be as. Yes, I want regulation because, I, yeah, I do want my food to be handled properly. But they need to ease up yeah. on the restaurants and the and the small fundraising.
1: And you know what? If the tacos are good, then maybe I don't care. <laughs> <Is> it's true. <laughs> you know, I care a little bit. You know, we've had some people call already. If you just joined us, who've gotten pretty sick. But I think that obviously a lot of people are making a lot of money. Well, you know, what's the what's the recompense? It's the insurance that they're going to have to carry. Because if you did get sick, like one person called and almost died, and ended up having surgery with whatever he thinks he got from the uh, uh, pupusas on the side of the road. You know, who pays for that? Uh, A restaurant probably has insurance, but uh, the street vendor probably doesn't. Or even the Little League, like you're saying, you know, who would pay for that? Uh, And that's, I think, another problem is we're so litigious. We have so many problems with this. It makes it really um, a hard question and one that, you know, when you get into regulation at all, it creates the problems. It creates more problems sometimes than you started with. Thank you, Colleen, for calling 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Neil in Woodland Hills, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott.
8: Let's see. I don't. I don't use vendors or or even restaurants because it's too expensive. But I go to like ninety nine cent only store supermarkets, and I imagine they're regulated, correct?
1: Well, they probably are. I you know I'm I'm sure that they are, especially if they're selling food or if you're going to some place that is selling a uh, you know cooked food. You, you know, um. Uh, there 's questions about how things are handled i I know somebody who works uh at a restaurant, and the stories she talks about at the salad bar are horrific <laughs> oh. you know uh it 's like she 's like don 't eat the salad there you wouldn 't believe what they do uh so you never know what 's actually happening but there, if there 's no regulation on it for uh people who are are street vendors, you know then should there be and I think where this is coming down to though is a neil a personal uh it's an issue of personal rights do i have the right to begin to create a business or to begin to sell things and how much government oversight should there be and should there be so much that i can't do the business now to support my family uh and that goes all Mm -hmm. the way into restaurants right there's restaurants who are closing right now because it's gotten too expensive Uh, does does that make sense for you neil
8: Yes, I, I do like as much regulation as possible when it comes to food. But, um, I don't know, I just, um,
1: oh. you know, if possible, i like there to be a lot of regulation. Yeah. Well, you definitely don't want to get sick if you eat somewhere. Thank you, Neil, very much for your call. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. Ingrid in Bellflower, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show.
9: Hi, Pastor Scott. Uh, yes. I would really like to say that we should be regulated when it comes to everything that we do because it's only a third game that now, we pay our share. Are
1: you a food vendor? That. A street yes, vendor?
9: Yes, I am. Okay. Well, I used to be a, a food vendor and the reason why I used to do it is because I'm a single mom and uh, I didn't have a job. So to be honest with you, yeah, it, my food was delicious. People used to love it. I had a, a health issue due to that because I was doing everything myself. But we do sell, and a lot of people say, oh, no, we don't make money. No, that's all right. We do make money, mm-hmm. so we have to pay our share. We come to this country, we must pay.
1: Yeah. Do you think you should you pay know, the I same have- as a full-blown restaurant? How should it be done?
9: Well, you know what? I think should go should be regulated by size. Let's say you have a grill and you're doing meat, you're doing this. Okay. They should categorize it. What are you selling? How big is it? Where are you selling from? What kind of food are you selling? No, I do believe that the people are selling flowers, people are selling blankets, uh, cups, something that is nothing, requires sanitation. Yeah, there should be some kind of obviously get a a business permit. We should, why why shouldn't we pay? We come to this country, we need to respect and we respect the country and we need to pay our dues. That's just the way I see it. I'm an immigrant, I love this country, I am so thankful i am so proud that they give me the opportunity to sell food but i also don't agree with the food vendors being so close to the food restaurant business They should be more in areas where they are secluded not too close to the business because personally i don't like to see them you know all over the place in front of major restaurants because they are paying their licenses. I mean, they pour, they are paying more than we do. Hmm. So it's a fair game. They shouldn't be as close. They should be. Yeah. I you, don't know that distance. Maybe two blocks away, three blocks away from.
1: So some kind of uh, rules should be there. You yeah, said that you started. That you said that you started doing that because you were a single mom and you needed to do something to raise money. Would you be able? Yes. Would you be able today under the current rules to do the same thing, or would you not be able I to do it?
9: I I, I still do. Uh, I like to sell tamales on uh, Christmas and uh, Thanksgiving because they like my Guatemalan tamales. Yeah. So I do it by, by order. The people order uh, tamales and I make them and, and then I sell it to them, you know. But I'm very clean. I like to keep my things because I'm, very, I'm a very conscious person. I don't want them to get sick. So I'm a Christian woman. I have to be a honor, honor my clients, honor God with the job that I do. But business should be regulated by science. That's what, that's my feeling. And if we come to this country, we must help this country because we do sell money. People I used to sell raspados just because I wanted to sell raspados, so I went ahead and asked the lady to let me sell. Yeah, it's hard work, but we do sell. People sell just because they see us like, oh, they don't sell. No, we do sell, and we do make money. Yeah. So yes, please regulate le- regulate the, the business. If I become uh, another street vendor. Yeah, of course. I don't have any issues paying my my, my share. Okay. So why not? Yeah, Thousand dollars I... it's is not it's not, it's not a lot compared to all the money that I will ma- be making over the years. So, to me, regulate business, give us what we need to do, and you know what? Let's work and let's make money, and let's pay money that the city needs. That's All
1: right. I Ingrid, I appreciate your call. We're going to go to a break here in just a second. Thank you for calling, yes, and uh, and I bet you get a lot of orders for uh, tamales in the holidays, don't you?
3: Yes, I do. Yeah, I, do.
1: I bet you do. All right. Thank you, Ingrid. And I, you know why? It's because she works hard. She works hard for those things. So, you know, I think that in a lot of the discussion, a lot of this is, you know, where do you draw that line? Now, what if it's not food? What about the guy who says, or lady, who goes out and gets used or furniture that's used or thrown away and then refinishes it and then sells it. At what point does that person become a furniture business and has to deal with whatever kinds of regulation there might be for that? You know, are we taking away people's opportunity to make extra money that they need to make ends meet? Or is it just, um, you know, something that you have to do? Uh, That's where a lot of people are at with the respect to this is because they'll say this is how I make a living and if you take that away I can't what do you think 888-528-2557 uh, David, Ted and others will get your calls when we come
2: back Stay tuned. you're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast have any questions or comments email Pastor Scott now at scott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. now back to the show Welcome back, everybody. Pastor
1: Scott Show. Great to be with you today. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Just a reminder for you, our upcoming Ask a Jew, Ask a Christian program is coming up very, very soon uh, on March 12th at Shepherd Church at 7 p.m. You can go to kkla.com and click on the banner for that, and uh, it will be—Shepherd Church is in uh, Porter Ranch. It's easy to get to uh, from—it's on the 118 freeway, easy access from the 405, The Five, and uh, from uh, the 210. You can get there from just about anywhere. Uh, Dennis Prager will be there, and Pastor Alan Jackson, and it'll be moderated by Pastor Dudley Rutherford from Shepherd Church, and it's a Jewish-Christian dialogue with Dennis Prager and Alan Jackson. They're going to talk about a lot of the issues of the day, obviously, with everything happening in Israel. Similar event, same event, really, as the Ask a Jew, Ask a Gentile. We've called it in the past, but this year we changed the name, and it's going to be a little bit uh, more focused on anti-Semitism, what do Jews believe about Jesus, what do Christians believe about Jesus, uh, different uh, perspectives on um, world events that through those lenses, and I think you're going to find it really great. So go to kkla.com, get your tickets now. There are VIP tickets. I think they're still available. And the VIP tickets, you get there early, and you get to meet Dennis, and you get to meet... Uh, at, um, Uh, Pastor Alan Jackson, and uh, others. So go to kkla.com, click the banner now. All right, we're talking about food vendors, and uh, there are regulations now coming into play for food vendors around Southern California. And there's different kinds of food vendors, obviously. Well, there's food vendors, but different kinds of street vendors, I should say, because some are selling blankets, some are selling, you know, different items. And there's a lot of tension between a group of people who are, this is their livelihood. So you start to have to pay for regulations, then they may not be able to keep their way of doing life. But you also have restaurants and uh, brick and mortar companies who do have those regulations that they have to follow. And they don't think it's fair that someone can essentially set up a business, similar business right outside, basically. And uh, you can imagine that tension. What do you think? How do we work through this that protects people's I think right to create a business and to try to make money, but also uh, maintain fairness within business, with restaurants and uh, even public health. 888-528-2557. David, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show.
10: Thank you, Pastor Scott. Um, you know, I don't think this has anything to do with fairness. The government's job is to protect our health and street, street vendors, absolutely, that are selling things that you ingest should be regulated. I mean, you can get hepatitis, shigella, salmonella, heavy metal poisoning. I mean, of course, I want the government protecting us, and you don't have any recourse if you get sick from a street vendor. You can't sue them; they don't have insurance. Who That's, sues somebody without insurance?
1: Yeah, well, the fairness you issue is—is is restaurants are saying it's—it's it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of fairness conversation, and I think uh, I don't know if you heard a lot of our conversation today I I on get, this, but. I, I you're, I heard that. I don't yeah. think the
10: fairness argument has anything to do with it. Is there a
1: way to to the is there a way to regulate them on a, a tiered level without putting uh, people out of business who need their street vendor business in order to stay open or to stay uh, afloat?
10: You know, there may be there may be ways to regulate them, but I, regulate them on a tiered basis. But I think we have to be assured. But when you go to somebody, you're getting food that's safe. That's what I think needs to be regulated. I'm not so concerned about the other things, how but far... the safety of the food yeah. you're ingesting.
1: I mean, we definitely want that, and we've heard some bad stories. I got E. coli one time, and uh, other than the fact that I lost 15 pounds in a week, it was a terrible situation. Um, and nobody.
5: My son got
10: hepatitis A. Well, My that, son got that's hepatitis awful.
1: A. So, But what about, yeah. you know, we had somebody at the Little League field. Should those be, you know, how do we... If people just want to go have a barbecue somewhere and they want to make food for other people, where do you draw the line with with no, government getting I, involved I and all of that? I
10: don't, I don't think government should be involved if you're having a picnic and serving food to people and not charging for it. No, I don't think – What's the difference? Well, what if
1: I charge have, somebody a dollar? What if what – uh,
10: You know, I, I – I think it's different when you're selling to people versus if you're having a picnic, people are agreeing to come to your picnic. You invited them. They're agreeing to eat your food. Look, I don't think the government should regulate the, the – and as it is, the government is protecting you for the food you buy at a market, for the vegetables, uh, the, the hot dogs you're buying are inspected by the government, by the USDA. So there's a lot of protection there. But once a street vendor starts selling food and preparing it for multiple people, I, I totally think the government has a responsibility to protect our health. No, I don't. But I I don't think I think a a picnic or a gathering at a little league. No, I'm not worried about when they're passing out. It's the same
1: thing, though, and I'm I'm not arguing with you on your point. I'm just trying to say I feel like there's some place here where you know people's ability to say. Then let's take just this even away from the food. What if I'm selling furniture, or somebody mentioned the guy selling flowers at the street corner? You know that if I'm a florist and I have a shop and I have rent. And I'm down the street from Forest Lawn, and uh, but there's a guy standing on the street corner out there selling flowers as people go in. That guy's going to be annoying to me, I suppose. Uh, but should he be allowed to do that anyway?
10: You know, that's totally different. You know, those people that stand on the street, it's a little bit unsafe. They hold up traffic. There probably should be some regulation, but, I, I you know, as to what it is, I haven't given yeah, it.
1: It's, it's a hard thought. question. All right, but David. I mean, Yeah. Appreciate your thoughts on that. I think that, you know, what we're hearing from a lot of people is the, the food safety issue is a thing. Uh, and I, and I'm on board with that. There is something though, to be said about people having businesses and how do you not regulate too many businesses out of business, um, and still keep people safe and still do that Ted city of angels. Welcome to the pastor Scott show.
5: Pastor Scott, thank you so much. And, uh, For once, I actually agree with a lot of what David said, you know. it's. uh,
1: Well, I think people want to be safe, right? I think that that's uh, something that people agree with. You wanted to talk about uh, what happened in New York City.
5: Well, I'm just saying, you know, this brings me back to when they were closing down pizza joints for the way they cook their pizza over an open flame. And yet they're going to allow people to be on the street with smoke blowing everywhere. Uh, when I go to this laundry mat yeah when I go to this certain laundry mat um, uh, in my area uh, smoke is literally going in there to where I had a headache and not only that they're parking right there where there's a little tiny strip mall 711 uh, people that are legitimate businesses and uh, people are coming in competing for the parking that actually those businesses pay for that you know, and I've seen the work, the people setting up their food shops and parking their trucks in that parking lot, and they're not paying for uh, those parking spots. The the legitimate businesses are. But I also want to bring up is uh, welcome to my world. I've been dealing that dealing with this as a contractor uh, since I became a licensed contractor in 1995, competing with undocumented people. And uh, so now you know what we have done and had to fight with. And most it, most contractors just got out of it and went, went to a different state because they couldn't compete with an undocumented person. And then once they got licenses and a car to drive, when Obama gave them that, that really put the hammer on. But the bottom line is they couldn't put me out of work because I got a strong back and I love Jesus.
1: And it keeps me healthy. I don't go in the ER because I work. Yeah. All right, Ted. I appreciate your call on that. And an interesting point about contractors. And this hits kind of at uh, so many different levels of, of this. You know, part of the problem, I think, is that we have made it so, especially in California, but it's the same in other states, so difficult to operate a business that it also creates an incentive for people to operate a business that's not a business legally, right? It's clearly a business. Uh, but, uh, you know, for some people, it's just, I'm going to sell my tamales out on the street and yeah, you know what, in fact, uh, you were talking about Ted, the parking lot issue, there's a place I drive by a lot and, uh, there are many, many street vendors and it's a, it's a strip mall and there's a parking lot. And I'll bet that half the cars in that parking lot are people who are going to the street vendors and not going to any of the stores in that, in that shopping center, Um, maybe that helps the shopping center because they look busy, right? I don't know. But uh, there's definitely a point to all of that. You know, whenever you think about these issues, uh, first of all, be safe with the food. I like street vendors, but I do worry about uh, being healthy. And uh, that is definitely something to think about uh, because the food can be super good. Um, And I like the idea that I'm helping out a family. But at the same time, um, there are fairness issues with businesses who are barely making it. And if businesses have to shut down, then people lose their jobs. And then you're not helping out a family and you're not helping out those people who are dealing with all of that. Whatever you think, it's the people issues, I think, for for Christians and uh, really for everybody, but for Christians, you know, for our purposes on the show, we always want to look at what's that human impact. Whatever the issue is, what is it that somebody is trying to do? What are they trying to do that's legitimate? What are they trying to do that is trying to skirt the law? but what are they trying to do even just to make it? There shouldn't be excuses. You know, I think that we should follow the law. We should do what is safe. We should take responsibility for our, our actions. And that's why we have insurance. That's why we have other things. Uh, it's an interesting thought there, though, to always think about that wherever you go, even if you go to a restaurant, you know, that the people who own that, whenever we had the shutdowns in uh, the COVID period, uh, on my show back then, I used to say, "Hey, you know what? Make sure that you're supporting your your local taco shop." That was kind of my thing. We did Taco Tuesdays, and it's because I went into one place and it was an outrageous wait. It was like an hour, okay, for the food in a you know a little taco shop that shouldn't have taken that long. And people were grumpy and people were kind of upset. And then I thanked the person once I finally got the food, and she started crying. And uh, she explained that uh, they had to lay off all their employees, and it was her son working in the back. And I don't think he was really old enough to be working. There were so many issues going on with that. There's always a, a people issue behind things, which is not an excuse for breaking laws, uh, but something that we should consider when we create laws and regulation. This is the Pastor Scott Show. You can uh, get the podcast of this and any episode by looking for the Pastor Scott, Pastor Scott Show, wherever you get your podcast. Just click and subscribe and we are on social media so you can find us on x which is formerly twitter and on instagram and on tiktok where we are already in trouble with the tiktok people and they've taken down a couple of our our videos you know uh, maybe it's because yesterday uh made a smart crack about how we want to share jesus with the chinese government so that's why we're on tiktok and uh what do you know uh wilbert they uh, they took us down they can take one down, but they can't take us all. They can't take them all. Well, they probably could, you know. Anyway, hey, if you happen to be on there, and you probably are, give us a follow. Just look for at Pastor Scott Show. On any one of those, we have uh, some fun content and some uh, video content from our show and other things on there. Everybody, it is uh, rainy tonight. should clear up tomorrow, but it will be rainy next week. Just drive home safely. And, uh um, and do all of that. We're on each and every day from three to five. I look forward to being with you tomorrow. We have open line Friday. We'll talk about whatever it is that you want to talk about. If you didn't get through today, give us a call tomorrow.
0: Everybody have a good night. God bless.